institutes of technology and things like that. So I suppose from that point of view, there is that gateway that, you know, even when they're in university, they can still play rugby for their universities. And that's, that, that gives them that extra, that, that's like an extra, another level up from, uh, from club level as well. And I mean, when they're playing for university level, they're playing kind of, I suppose, a higher level because they're playing other universities and I suppose, you know, players from really, from bigger clubs and all that. I suppose play, players that are used to success with bigger clubs and, uh, you know, playing against, playing with players like that and playing against players like that. You know, when, when they come back playing for Craig, you know, when they come back playing for their clubs, that's a huge, that's a huge thing to be able to bring into their, to add to their toolbox. Oh, absolutely. And you see, most of, most of these lads that are played with their various schools as well as their clubs, so they they would have that uh, variety in in their playing career. And now that they go to college, they could uh, maybe play with the college. Now college is uh, a very competitive. Um, there's competitive edge there, and not you know there's when you, when you're coming up against players from uh, across the country, uh, you you will have a higher standard of, of of rugby. So some of them may not make that cut, but I wouldn't like that if they didn't. That they wouldn't continue to to remain in the game and to come back and play with their club. Uh, uh, the clubs will always welcome them back, and you know they they build up that camaraderieship. Uh, Having having played together for or, or at the different age groups up up through the club, and you know they have made friends and that there for 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 life as well. And you know I would like to see them not not alone for the game of rugby, but that they would continue that that type of uh, friendship going forward. And of course, uh, you know there's the mini rugby as well. Uh, that's nearly wrapping up as well. And I suppose really overall, looking back on the the mini rugby for uh, for now as well. It's it's nice to kind of you know appreciate you know like the work that the likes of yourself does the coaches the commitment that the players give and uh, the work as we always say that the parents give as well uh, you, you know it's uh, it, as we always say every week it's it's uh, it's a team effort it's uh, you know what everyone together it's one sum you know the sum of all all uh, all states as I say. Um, you know, is the key to success at uh, at uh, mini rugby, isn't it? Ah, oh, yeah, and uh, you know, one has to thank all, all the coaches and the parents for the effort that they have put in every Saturday morning uh, to be out there uh, in Craig's with the with the mini rugby players, and you know, getting the, getting them ready for the season, and then having the blitz competitions uh, at the end of the season. And there's one final thing with that uh, that. We're having on uh, Friday week is uh, an inclusive, uh, inclusive uh, blitz for um, uh, national schools, and you know again it just shows the way that the club tries to bring in even people with disabilities and so on that that everybody gets that opportunity, gets that involvement, and uh, the club is 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 there for them and uh, like that will be that will be something uh, next um, next fr- friday um to 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 look forward to for 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 these people and uh, also this friday uh, our um um golden Oldies, uh, go go away to langford uh, they they play in in um, a particular fixture for the the Derek Belton memorial uh 
cup um it you know it's a, in memory of of uh, Derek that was taken away at an early stage in his life and um you know Craig's Craig's uh, have been asked to to buy Longford uh, to put in a team into it so again uh, that's an opportunity to finish off the season and uh, for for these for these people and you know it's 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 that stage of the season and there will be uh various uh uh get-togethers of 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 players and and uh to mark to mark the end of the season and maybe to make presentations and medals and and so on to 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 them and we hope to have that event in in Craig's on uh, Saturday week and of course, for for this uh, golden oldies one, will you, will you be uh, coming out of retirement and donning the boots again for for that? Uh, will you, will you be included in that? Yeah, my day is long gone, uh, Aidan. <laughs> you know, as, as I said, there's no point in it. Well, um, I'm hobbling around uh, bad enough as it is, but uh, yeah, I got a good run out of it, Aidan. And in all fairness, you know, I played up until uh, a late age, and uh, you know, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. And uh, I still love the game, and I love to to see all these young lads and that they're coming along. And I can tell you, I will leave it to them now, and uh, I, I'll enjoy watching them and uh, as I say it's, it's easier to, to watch it now than uh, have any further pain on the body That's it, it's time to pass the, the jersey on to the next generation So I suppose, um, you know it's uh, something we were discussing uh, you know, in the, last couple of, in the last couple of podcasts is the, um, the tag rugby as well yeah, the tag rugby is uh, is kicking off. Uh, we uh, have entries in that open there for the tag rugby uh, in in Craig's. It will uh, start on on June the ninth. A number of other clubs uh, will be doing tag rugby as well. So, like uh, we we hope to get a good entry in it, uh, and you know that this will be a, a great way to spend the month of June and uh, knock a few cobwebs off. And it's open for anybody, and you know people. Uh, uh, boy, uh, boys and girls and uh, adults and that there and um, we we look forward uh, to a few enjoyable uh, evenings and that there in, in Craig's with the with the tag rugby. But please please get in your entries and in, in there in in into the club into me Glennon and the club. That's it. And moving on, uh, finally, oh, moving on next to um, I suppose uh, the Buccaneers. We're all well aware of. We touched on it there. Uh, last week, you know, the Buccaneers ha- are, had a very successful last uh, couple of weeks and also Carrick, Carrick uh, Rugby Club as well. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not they're not doing too bad either at the moment. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, all credit to Buccaneers. They, they pulled off uh, a big win in uh, in Belfast at the weekend against Queen's. Queen's were hot favourites to win it after putting up over 80 points in Ballymena the previous week and they were all uh, probably, that probably didn't do them any favours because they were all geared and they felt that the the uh, promotion was theirs but like they, they ended up uh, like there was, you know, way ahead of uh, Buccaneers in the league but fair play to Buccaneers, they, they, they grafted it out, uh, they, they came good uh, at the 
critical part of the season in getting the the, the win down against uh, Cashel in the in the first game and then going up and <coughs> getting uh, a narrow point with a one point win over uh, Queens Queens David Humphreys um, the son. Uh, unfor- it was unfortunate for him. He had the last kick of the game. The Queens got in for a try. So for Buccaneers travelling supporters, it was a a, a nervous time, a nail biting uh, time for them. But they they came out good, and now they will be established in Division One B uh, next season, and they will be able to strengthen their panel, and they'll be able to use uh, more players or that there from from Connacht. And you know, it's a, it's a great achievement. Uh, for for the club to, to have come through and it will be a higher standard of rugby and a higher standard of rugby for us all as spectators locally that we'll be able to go and see in that there as well. That's great and I suppose um, moving on to uh, Carrick and Shannon our Carrick Rugby Club and of course the rest of uh, AIL uh, just to give us a you know just to cover the AIL and, um, and Carrick uh, quickly as well. Yeah Carrick, um, Carrick uh, finished off the season uh, with a, with a game um, in Craig's where they're where they're under fifteen under fifteens came out on top against Monavay in the in the play competition and that you know that, that, that you could see with the delight of the the coaches, the parents, and the players themselves that you know they they lost out to this good. Uh, uh, on their 14 side against Buccaneers and they were glad to get this uh, under 50 in play it and you know it's uh, it's uh, great for the club and it shows the, the development and, and what's been put into underage rugby in Craig, in Carrick and uh, yeah so moving on now to uh, Connacht but uh, I suppose their, their first team um, you know they were kind of doing their <laughs> South African tour I suppose really and and also um, you know at, at their first team and the at underage team and both the the ladies and the men's. Yeah, the kind of juniors uh, played played in Buccaneers. Buccaneers uh, hosted a game between uh, between Connacht and uh, Leinster last weekend. It was a, a damp day to say the least, and both ball and and pitch was greasy and. You know, the game wasn't the most exciting game ever. Uh, it ended up uh, uh, at a 6-3 scoreline. So that that shows that it was a, a tight game. Uh, again, uh, all teams are even now. All teams have won one game. So it's all to play for this weekend. And uh, uh, Connacht uh, Juniors travel to Lorgan to take on um, Ulster at the weekend. They need a win there, and then Leinster will be playing Munster. So there'll be eyes and that there on on the two games to see who comes out on top. So it's a good way to finish off the tournament that uh, you're down to the last weekend to see which team uh, comes out on top as as they're all square. So as you rightly said, the the professional side uh, they played two games in uh, they're away for the last two weeks in South Africa. They're back. On home soil again, um, they played their two games there, one, one, one win and one loss. And, um, the final game of the season is on Saturday week against Zebra. And that will be the end of the season, uh, for, for Connacht. But there is also exciting rugby within Ireland at the weekend. You have two teams left in the Champions Cup. You have both, uh, Munster, uh, on Saturday playing, uh, Toulouse in, in the Viva in Dublin because with Ed Sheeran playing below in, in, um, 
in in uh, was playing in in um, in Limerick. Uh, the game can't go ahead there, so they had to switch it to the Aviva, and um, that that would be a, a really good game. Toulouse would have recently uh, defeated Ulster uh, narrowly. They beat Ulster uh, in 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 Belfast, and uh, Munster overcame Exeter in their last game. And then Leinster uh, travel to take on Leicester. And Leicester in their home territory. Leicester is a tough team. They're hard to beat. So it, from an Irish rugby point of view, you, you'll see a lot of the Irish players from both uh, Munster and Leinster on show uh, this, this, this Saturday. So there'll be two thrilling games to look forward to. And I suppose finally, just to uh, finish off the podcast on mentioning the, the ladies the ladies six nations campaign and looking back on their their last game and i suppose the uh, the campaign overall oh yes uh, uh they, it, you know it is great and uh, it is great for for all the women involved uh, to come out in belfast and get a try in the in the the last phase of the game to to uh, to win it and to get the conversion uh, you know that that's what games are tight games are all about as you play to the final whistle and you know Scotland has qualified for this year's uh, World Cup but here here um, uh, uh, Ireland put it up to them and uh, uh, came out came out on top against Scotland. Uh, overall, uh, it was a good competition. It was unfortunate that the sevens competition um, clashed with the with the Six Nations competition, and something uh, that is going to have to be looked at. I would, you know, see that the review and and World Rugby will have to to review that whole situation because you know the teams with the bigger panels can put out an under seven and under sevens teams, and also put out an under fifteen side, but like. Our our pool of players to play at that level is is small in comparison to the likes of France and England. That's it, and uh, well, that's a good way to. Uh, it's it's nice to to see that the Ireland ladies, even though like I think uh, with, with the ladies team, some of them are professional, and some of them like like ourselves that aren't. You know, they're not paid. They're not professional players, but they still put in. Uh, they still put in great effort and it's just I suppose in some cases they don't always get the rewards that they deserve but uh, it's still nice to give to give the ladies teams both at club level and um, at international level the coverage so listen thanks very much for doing the, doing local rugby with us this week and we look forward to doing it again next week thank you again Aidan no problem thanks very much and that was Adrian Letty from Craig's Rugby Club Hello everyone, how you doing? You're very welcome to this week's Roscommon District Football League update with myself, Aidan Raftery, and uh, we'll just kick off by saying both the Division 2 League and Shield are set for playoffs following this weekend's results. Also, both the Premier and First Divisions are both fully in the melting pot with Boyle Celtic in the Premier, in the Premier Division and Battle Slow B in the first division taking steps forward in their respective races. Masters and Ladies League's blueprints for the summer will be will be sent out to the various clubs this week. And now moving on to the uh, the fixtures for this weekend. And we're starting off with Friday the sixth of May twenty twenty two in the uh, in the Narios Premier Division. Ballymore versus Ballinusloe Town, and that has a kickoff of 8 pm. Moving on to Sunday, the 8th of May, with a kickoff, uh, and we're starting off with the Bernarios 
Premier Division. Mylock 79 versus Boyle Celtic with a kickoff of 2 p.m. And Clune Fad versus Balladrine with a kickoff of 11 a.m. Moving on to the first division, Glen Celtic take on Dysart with an 11 a.m. kickoff. And in the first division, first round, the, in the first division cup, first round, Roscommon United versus Shivan Rovers was an 11 a.m. kickoff. And in the second division, uh, cup, first round, Moore United B versus, uh, Dunmore Town B with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Sky Valley Rovers B versus St. Coons at Haskell United with an 11 a.m. kickoff. Rahara Rovers take on Boyle Celtic B with a kickoff of 2 p.m. And finally, Cam Celtic take on Ballymore B with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Moving on to the Roscommon District Football League Challenge Cup and Shield Draws to be played the weekend of the 20th to the 22nd of May. The Roscommon District Football League Joe's Bar Challenge Cup semi-final draw is Moore United or Ballinasloe Town versus versus Shivan Rovers. And in the other semi-final, Boyle Celtic versus Ballymore. In the Roscommon District League, in the Roscommon District Football League DK Challenge Shield semi-final draw, Ballinagar Manor versus St. Coons Ahaskara United. And in the other semi-final, Dunmore Town A take on uh, Balahadrine B. And uh, so there you go. So the first round, so the first round sees, uh, sees St. John's Athletic versus Moylock and the, uh, and Ballymove B versus, or Ballymove versus Kilcarn. And in the quarterfinal, uh, the winners of those two will go into the quarterfinal and, uh, in the in the other on the other side of the draw, there's Clunfad United versus our Ballinasloe Town and Castle Celtic, and Moor United and Boyle Celtic and Ballahadrine. So they're in the they're all in the quarter final, and with the remaining places to be decided. So uh, best of luck to all teams there. And uh, yes, it was an exciting weekend. For uh, for Ballinagar Manor, a very interesting match on Friday evening, where they where they took on um, closest rivals CPA Ajax in uh, in Tarman on a on a Friday evening, a very interesting game, and Ballinagar Manor took the lead early in the or in the first half with a free kick from Jerry Ward. And uh, you know, Ballinagar Manor were were the best, were were very very good in the first half, and then in the second half, CPHX had improved, and they got themselves back into the match with a penalty. And uh, but it was an exciting finish as going into the closing stages, and um, Ballinagar Manor scored the winner uh, with very little time left, so that left it one nil, and uh, we were due to play. They were due to play. Glen Celtic on Monday, but they gave the game. We were they were given the points, and because uh, uh, Glen Celtic couldn't field the team, so uh, there you go. So thanks very much for tuning in, and that's it for this week. And we look forward to, to doing it all again next week. Bye. Hello, everyone. How you doing? And you're very welcome to this week's League of Ireland chat with myself, Aidan Rafferty. And as always, on the line we have uh, Robbie Mulvey from uh, Lone Community Radio. Hello, Ali. hello, um, Robbie. How are you? 
Not too bad, Aidan. How's yourself? Not too bad, no, not too bad. Great to have you back on the show again, as always. And uh, I suppose plenty of news from the World of League of Ireland, and in, uh, both across the, the Premier Division and the First Division. And uh, I suppose to, to kick off, um, an, an interesting one there would be, uh, you know, the... the um, the manager of Shamrock Rovers, he was uh, he was asked to uh, about man- the, about the Lincoln City job, and he turned that down. So he's staying at uh, he's staying at Shamrock Rovers. That's good news for Shamrock Rovers. But what are your what are your thoughts around that uh, around that situation? It was an interesting. Uh, it would have been an interesting opportunity for him for Stuart Byrne. Yeah, but I think you know it, it says a lot about the um, standard that the league has risen to. That you know he feels he's able to turn down such a big offer. I mean. You know, obviously, you'd look at League One and you think, you know, what's what's the big deal? But, you know, quite a lot of clubs over in League One, especially, have some very good facilities at their disposal. You know, you look at the likes of MK Dons, Rotherham, um, you know, MK Dons, especially their stadium would match any Premier League stadium in, in the Premier League over in England. Um, but I think, you know, it says a lot about what standard the, the league and specifically the big clubs like Sean Grovers, you know, the likes, you know, in the next few years, you're going to see the the, the types of clubs like Derry City, Goal United, with the money they have backing them, they're going to, you know, the stadiums will definitely get better, the facilities will definitely get better. I think, obviously, Sean Grovers are there right now. That You know, they've obviously built a top-class facility out there in Oldstone. Um, if you're actually looking at uh, Stephen Bradley's uh, statements in the past couple of hours, he's actually mentioned you know the work that's gone on at the club over the last number of years, the top class training facilities that they have. Obviously, they've built one of the best stadiums in Ireland. So I think the infrastructure is there to really compete and get better. And I think to be fair to Bradley, he knows he's just you know he's only been here for five or six years, and it feels like you know at the moment it's just starting to gather steam. Obviously, last year they won the. The Premier Division for the first time, they're in with a shout of winning it again this year. The European uh, football is, is 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 up for grabs as well. You know, you're, you're not going to get that in uh, over in in Lincoln. Obviously, there's the potential to get into the Championship, but you know, obviously, you know, the the carrot I think for Stephen is to test himself against the best in Europe. So I think that's one of the major reasons why he decided to stick around. That's it, and I mean, when you saw the class that's in the the Shamrock Rovers, the Shamrock Rovers um, team, you know, at the club and the facilities like Tala Stadium is 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 an, is an excellent stadium. I was in it a, a few times, and I'm sure, I'm sure, so were you. So I mean, it, it is a compliment when you consider that uh, such a good manager as Joe Bradley has actually feels that, um, you know, the opportunities at Shamrock Rovers, I mean, they have a great goalkeeper, they've, you know, they've a lot of very good players in that squad, so it's great that he sees his future at Shamrock Rovers as opposed to, uh, I suppose, the bright lights of moving over to um, and managing in English football, and uh, maybe, I suppose, it could have been a, a bad move too, so maybe... Maybe he feels he needs kind of maybe a few more years in the League of Ireland, but it's like you said, you know, the level of uh, in the League of Ireland isn't isn't half bad, and I mean, you know, there's great there's great potential for growth in the League of Ireland to do even better and to increase the, uh, you know, to to increase the profile of the League of Ireland as as the years go by. Yeah, absolutely, and I think look, if you look at the league over the next few years, I mean, obviously it's very early in the season, but you know, Cork City and uh, Goal United are, are top of the table, and if they continue their their form over the next couple of months and get promoted, like you're looking at, 
a hyper competitive league next year. Obviously, you're going to have the the usual ones like your Derry City, you like the Shamrock Rovers, and uh, you know. But then you're going to have the likes of Shelburne. You're going to have Sligo Rovers, but you're also going to have Galway United. If you don't forget, they have a lot of money coming into into the club as well. And um, obviously, Cork City are going to be competitive. You know, extremely competitive. They've got a very nice, uh, a nice young team developing uh, down there in the, in the first division. So, you know, I, I can see, you know, if if um, obviously, look again. A lot can happen between now and the end of the season. But if if um, you were to take the standings in the first division as they were, and they got promoted to the first division or the Premier Division rather, you're looking at a, possibly the most competitive um, Premier Division in you know that the, the league's ever had with the, the amount of money and the amount of quality. It's, it's going to be in both teams. So you know, definitely the standard I reckon is going to go way up over the next few years. And I think maybe. Uh, that's maybe played into uh, Bradley's thinking as well. And uh, so we'd we move on to, I suppose, the fixtures and results. And we'll kick off with the Premier Division first. Uh, there's, there's been some very uh, interesting fixtures and results over the last couple of weeks since we last uh, last spoke. Um, but I suppose lo- looking at the, um, you know, looking at the results and the uh, fixtures for this weekend, what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm just going to go through the the Premier Division fixtures one by one. Um, obviously, Shamrock Rovers and Finn Harps are up front, are up first. They're going to be in Thomas Stadium tonight at 8pm. Just uh, looking at Finn Harps, I mean, it's been a bit of a rough year for them so far. I mean, they did secure secure uh, a point last year in 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 the in, the, in this uh, fixture, but it would but it's it's it'll be a real bit, a bit of a shock if they can actually repeat that. Uh, Harps actually gave themselves a massive shot in the arm through. A Barry McNamee uh, finish against Shelburne last week. Their only victories this season have come against Damien Duff's side. Dob Wayne gave Harps uh, some daylight over UCD and, and brought uh, other sides into their reach as well. So, um, I mean, Harps have scored 45% of their goals in the final 15 minutes of matches, but also conceded late as well. So this is going to be a case of how, how long can they actually hold out through the match? Can they keep a clean sheet, first of all, and... Um, you know, obviously, can they nick one on the break as well? I mean, if you look at it, Shamrock Rovers are probably going to have the, the majority of possession in this game as well. So it really is going to be a, a back to the wall, pretty similar to what the Irish national team have to do when they come up against bigger teams. So uh, that's that's what you can expect for tonight. The Hoops, by the way, had Graham Burke back last week and, the, he should, uh, the, and should be in the squad again this week. So uh, that's something to look at, to look at, to look at as well. He's obviously a game changer. When he comes on, he's a big impact player. Uh, moving on to Jordan United and St. Patrick Athletic. Uh, it's going to be in the head of the game park this evening at 7.45. Uh, the Saints have recorded four wins in their last nine matches and they remain a point off third place. So they are definitely in the mix. However, last Friday is hammering against Derry City and the loose defending would be a bit of a concern for the team. Pats received good news during the week that their Europa Conference League campaign will start in round two. So... Uh, that is a bit of good news this week, but um, they, it, it's going to be, uh, it is going to be a bit of a tricky game for them away this evening. Um, obviously, Jared are, are, are a tough um, outfit at home, uh, and, and sometimes they can cause teams a lot of issues. They did come on stuck in the loud derby though, and uh, it was uh, no surprise that they actually they obviously picked up some of the injuries and suspensions following their. Injury time defeat to Sligo the week previously, though. So um, it is. It, he is in a bit of a sticky. Uh, Kevin Doherty, the new manager, he's obviously in a bit of a sticky uh, spot at the moment. But uh, 
it's um, it's 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 going to be a case of you know again just trying to keep it tight and uh, making defensively sound in this one. But I, I definitely expect uh, St. Pat's win there. Derry City and Bohemians possibly the match of the weekend that takes part place in the Ryan McBride Primary Ball Stadium tonight at 7:45. Derry City uh, passed one of the first tests for the, their title challenge in the last couple of weeks. Uh, they swapped UCD aside the previous week, obviously, but uh, tackling an away game was going to be a different uh, proposition as well. Now with a bigger lead, again, there will be lots of excitement in the Brandywell as Bohemians come to town. Um, Bohemians, they became the latest side as well. I mean, everybody seems to be picking on UCD at the moment, and, and rightly so. They're, uh, I suppose you could say they're the weak link in the Premier Division, so uh, they, you know, a lot of the top teams will be banking the points in the bag before actually playing them. I think so. Uh, Bows were actually the latest team to, to actually do that. I think it's, it's going to be a tough one, but I think Derry should have enough uh, for or too much for Bohemians as as well. So um, moving on to Shelburne versus Sligo Rovers, that's going to be at Talking Park at 7:45 p.m. this evening. Um, it's it's a bit of a case of one two, one step forward, two steps back for these sides as they meet uh, tonight. Shelburne seems to be on an upward curve when beating Sligo Rovers and Derry City away from home and coming to uh, so close to taking a point off Shamrock Rovers in between. But three subsequent defeats, including uh, in a, a crucial match in Finn Park last week, has put them back in trouble at the bottom of the table. Sligo have also suffered three defeats on the bounce, but have come out the other side in terms of results and improved. Obviously, second half this play was awarded by Jordan Hamilton's header uh, to make it seven points out of nine. So, again, another tough um, match this evening. This one's going to be a little bit closer than people think. I think Shelburne might just be able to uh, get a draw out of this. Um, I reckon it's going to be um, either a 1-1 or a 2-2 draw um, in this one. So, uh, Sligo just have seemed to have fallen off the pace recently, especially after losing quite a few of the last year's key players. So um, I think this one might just end in a draw. I think finally, just moving on to UCD and Dundalk uh, in the Premier Division. That's going to be on at 7.45 this evening at the UCD Bowl. Dundalk continue to be on the rise in last week's victory over Neighbours Drada showed their momentum, particularly when playing in Oriel Park. They moved into third position and with a real chance of consolidating it tonight as well. Um, if there was to be one criticism, though, four points from six away matches is the second worst record in the league, and that is definitely something I know that Stephen O'Donnell uh, needs to uh, needs to improve on. And it's, de- it's definitely it's in, not... in the race for European positions as well. That's it. I was going to say there, yeah, it's it's not exactly formed us, but we'll get you into into a European. In, into the European, um, into European football, really, you know, four points out of six games, it's not, it's not great for a, for yeah. for a team like Dundalk. You'd, you'd be expecting. Well, them, it, listen, it's it's still in the rebuilding stage. I think yeah, that's fair enough. Too, sort really. of having to clear out a lot of um, a lot of the old uh, the old stages, and you know, it's it's still in the rebuilding stage. So, I mean, look, if they do manage to make Europe this year, it'll be um, it'll be uh, an excellent um, an excellent season for them. And I suppose, um, really, if, if you were to look at their, if if you were to look at their academy, um, are there any players of note that you could see uh, that would be making the the uh, Dundalk squad in the next couple of years? 
to be honest with you, um, I don't think the academy is really something that they really focused on over the last few years. I think, you know, they wouldn't have too many um, players coming through. I know they have a, a, a youngster in the under-15s, the Irish under-15s, um, but that's that's about it. Um, I'm not. I don't think. Um, I don't think you can re- you can really say they've had a great track record in producing players. They had a youngster go over to Brentford over the last few years, uh, last year or so. Uh, a guy, but a young fellow by the name of uh, Val Adi Dokin, he's gone over to uh, Brentford. But um, aside from that, um, I don't I don't see any um, too many uh, too many young players making a step up. And I suppose moving on to division above. First of all, I suppose we would say you probably heard about uh, Damien Duff. He was sent to the sand. A bit, a bit of uh, a bit of uh, indiscipline there. He was given off to the ref and that, and he he got sent off. He'd probably be missing. Uh, he probably won't be on the uh, the sideline for uh, for for Shelburne for the next game. But uh, I suppose moving on to the first division and uh, some interesting fixtures and results in the first division as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the fixtures for the first division, um, some big games tonight. Uh, you've got Galway United away uh, to Cove Ramblers. That's tonight, seven forty-five p.m. You'd expect the Galway win there. Uh, Bray Wonders, obviously, there was that incident last week where Pat Devlin got attacked on the field. I'm sure that's not something that uh, people want to see, you know, in, in the League of Ireland. It needs all the positive publicity it can get and to see that happening I think um, I don't think any anybody from any club would be uh, supportive of that so I mean that's obviously something they, they have to kind of watch out for um, but um, they're going to be taking on a Watford FC side tonight who have had some in, in different form over the last couple of weeks um, just looking at uh, you know obviously they've had a, a good win at home to ourselves last week they had a one new win um, and then obviously you, you look through the the rest of the, you know they had a two 0 win over Wexford, um, they had a two one loss to Cork City. So you know they, they seem to they seem to get the results where they're expected to to get the results. But then obviously they come up against the likes of Galway United, who they lost to one nil a couple of weeks ago, and then Cork City, and you know they they kind of come up short. So they're sort of a, a mid table team at the moment, and um, obviously they've had a change of manager as well. So. You know, it's it's a tricky proposition. Um, it's, it's going to be, a, you know, they're a tricky proposition for the lower end teams. But um, you know, for Bray Wonders, this would be you know a decent match. I think um, I'd, I'd go for a draw there. Obviously, Athlone Town are taking on Cork City tonight. It's going to be in Athlone Town Stadium. Um, I'd love to be optimistic and say that Athlone can can give. Cork a game, but keep judging by the results over the last couple of weeks, um, I'm, I'm not so sure. Uh, they've been, you know, they've been competitive without looking like winning games, if, if I can say that. Um, so, like, I expect Cork City to come out on top tonight, and then tomorrow, you know, you've got Longford Town taking on Wexford Utes, which is an interesting game in itself. Wexford Utes have really improved over the last season, and uh, Longford have put, put, in, put in one or two decent performances, so potentially the, the game of the weekend for me in the, in the first division. That's it, and uh, it's great. So some very interesting uh, games for League of Ireland. I'm sure there's, as always, there there'll be games. There'll be a game shown on uh, RT2, and of course the uh, the League of Ireland, uh, the League of Ireland streaming service as well. So there's, uh, you know, if if player if uh, fans and supporters aren't 
going to the game that's there's certainly two other options where they can follow their teams as well so it's it's a great service to be able to have access to isn't it and uh, you can follow your team no matter what yeah absolutely listen it's good to kind of see the the highlights and um you know if you want to you know it's there as well if you want to uh check out the game so i, I think it's it's um it's definitely something that can be built on over the next few years that's it. Well, listen, thanks very much, uh, Robbie, for taking the time out to do League of Ireland chat with us, and we look forward to doing it all again next week. No problem, Aidan. See you again next week. No problem. Sure. Thanks, thanks very much. And that was uh, Robbie Mulvey from uh, Athlone Community Radio doing League of Ireland chat. Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome to this week's Roscommon LGFA with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and as always, we have Ollie Colgan. Hello, Ollie. How are you? All good, Aidan. All that's good, that's good to hear, that's good. Yeah, um, I suppose the last time we were talking, uh, Roscommon, the Roscommon ladies footballers had qualified for the Connacht final and they were due to have uh, a few challenge matches as part of their preparations. How's, how has uh, preparations been going on in the camp? Well, yeah, that's correct. Uh, look, they're going as well as we expected. I suppose I, I spoke to you last time the, a number of injuries. A few of them have cleared up, but a lot of the key players, some of the key had another I don't know what happened but but the Clare game went ahead on, on Saturday all right in uh, in, Wood, in Wood Mountain Tory Pierce and unfortunately Clare gave them a bit of a point so that was uh, a bit alarming but uh, again a good test Clare would be one of the strongest to be the teams out there so good test to see what's ahead of them later on in the All-Ireland series so uh, very worthwhile exercise again though in fairness to the guys that, that had tried to, to get everyone in the panel now at this stage has got game time over the last three games so It'll be now. They've had a good look at everyone in a championship situation, and it'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what team they pick now for the the kind of final in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Jenny Higgins is back in training now as well after her honeymoon, so uh, she'd be a big addition. Uh, but unfortunately, they're carrying a few knocks. Kelly Culkin is injured. Kate Nolan is injured. So that's a worry. Uh, so the squad is the squad has been tested, but look, that's all part and parcel of it, and. Uh, I'm sure when it comes to the kind of final, they'll be ready and they'll give it their all. So I suppose really, essentially, that any changes that have to that are, are made to the team will be forced due to injuries. Then, or will there be any kind of like tactical, personal, personnel changes? Uh, it's hard to tell. Like I mean, at this stage, now Ali has his team. It's pretty. It's no secret where he lays out his team. He plays with his sweeper and maybe two sweepers. So uh, and everyone tack, tracking back. So. The, kid, the girls that are that are, have been asked to do this job are still there, to luckfully enough, and still and, and didn't pick up injuries. Need Feeney being a key player in that, uh, so she hasn't. But the worry is that the, the, there's a lot of pressure coming on young Ashley Hanley up front, and they're probably lacking one or two forwards, which to do to do now with Laura Fleming being in the forward line. Unfortunately, though, with Kate Nolan's injury, Laura's had to play midfield, so uh, it takes a little from that. But hopefully, Kate might be back. We don't know. Uh, it's touch and go. Sarah McVeigh came back against Clare, unfortunately broke down again. So, yeah, they're having a bit of bad luck with injuries, but look, that's what the squad is for, and there's other girls that are trying to mad to get in, and uh, at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to application on the day, and you've got to believe that you can do it, and I'm sure they do, and uh, they'll stick to the game plan, and, and, and uh, it'll be an interesting battle ahead. And I think that's the interesting thing more so this season maybe than in previous seasons. And that's not to say anything against previous management and, and, and um, tactics and things like that. But, uh, you know, I think this year it's great to see a higher level of competition. And, uh, you know, as you just said there, with, um, with Ollie having seen all the, all the players getting game time, 
he, he probably knows at this stage that I suppose anyone that he, he brings in, he knows that they can do a job. So that, that that's a great luxury to have, especially in a, in a championship campaign. Absolutely, and uh, that's probably the the, 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 the the one good thing, well, there's been a few things, the league, don't get me wrong, but since the Chicago Championship started, that's probably the good thing. He didn't get to get to see all those in the league. He now has seen everybody in action, and that's very important. And he knows that there is competition for places, and he knows that there are uh, the core is, is pretty strong. And that, But at the same time, you know, you can't be an experience, and a few of the, 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 the older girls that are, that are carrying knocks, um, are, are, are a loss and it's important to get them back because while the, the other girls are, are playing well they're, they're still very young and inexperienced so uh, but look yeah look you have to you have to go with the cards or dealt with and, and uh, you know you can't really be making excuses you've got to you've got to go out there and, and try your best and stick to the game plan and you know don't leave don't leave hanging on the, on, on, on the pitch you know and if you're beaten by a better team you're beaten by a better team but Look, the beauty of ladies' football is they'll have a they'll have a chance to regroup for the All Ireland start, and uh, this is a great opportunity to win a Connacht title. As I said before, uh, Lahadies wouldn't have a Connacht title, so these girls, so that will add to it as well. And uh, hopefully, it'll give them that drive and that spurt. And if they get one or two back before now, and I think it's done the week the game is, um, hopefully they'll be in a stronger position to face Leitrim. That's it, and I suppose looking at Leitrim, do, does Ollie know much? Has he done much? I suppose of his homework on on Leitrim, and uh, if so, like what what is he expecting of Leitrim? I suppose uh, Leitrim will be formidable opposition as they always are. Yeah, look, I don't think there's any secret now at this stage about Leitrim. Uh, obviously, Lolly will have have done a bit of as you said, and watched the videos and stuff like that. So. They're, they're propelled by the booking girl at full forward, and she's the linchpin. Um, so they seem to play a very direct style. And, and the younger girls and the faster girls uh, play off her then, and that seems to be the way it is. So they're strong up the middle, and two good, two good, two very good girls in midfield, centre forward and full forward. They're, they're four key players. So it's key to get the matchups right against them four. So our, that's where it's in the area. Our midfield is key. Um, possibly getting back Kate Nolan as I said fit there or maybe moving Jenny Higgins to midfield they were missing a physical presence the last day against Leitrim as well but they were missing a couple of as I said Jenny was out and, and, and Lisa Rourke was out now Lisa won't be back so that's a blow so I'd say he may go this time for a stronger physical girls just to the one thing that stood out the last day against Leitrim was that they were a physically stronger team so I'd say that'll be the tactic. Uh, it'll be it'll be, it'll be interesting no matter what way it goes. Um, but they'll be the key positions for Leitrim, yeah, down the spine, and they're the ones he needs to nullify. And if he can nullify that, they'll have a great chance going to the way. And as well, looking at Ashlyn Hanley, we, we touched on her there uh, earlier on. Um, you know, she you were saying like that the pressure was on for her, on her for scoring, but in fairness, I suppose both in the league and the championship, she has kind of del- delivered in spades. Really, she's been she's been putting up great scores this season, hasn't she? Ah, yeah, she's a great, 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 uh, great uh, young young girl. And uh, look, she's only started to believe she's only eighteen years of age, and this is her her second, if not her third season on on the panel. Uh, so it's a lot of pressure upon a young kid, and uh, that's all she is. And uh, She's not going to, she's not going to go out there and score nine or pints in every every game. But she's she's got a good way about it. But you need to have a plan B if that's not working. And uh, all the opposition teams will start to double up on her and triple up on her and stuff like that. In the minor final last Monday, for example, 
they lost to Sligo when they weren't really expected to. Uh, Sligo had two players on Ashley the whole time. So that's she's got to learn to live with that as well. But equally, she needs help from the other girls and she needs help from the management. That you know, if can't, it, there has to be another alternative. They can't, they can't, they can't be just going out the whole time depending on her for the scores. And I don't think the guys, they'll surely cut that that they won't put that pressure on her. And there has to be. That's why it's key. It's key to get Laura Fleming back into that forward line uh, because Laura also does chip in with five or six points or maybe a goal or two in every game. So, so that's important to release her back into that forward line too. And if that means putting Jenny Higgins midfield or or getting Kate Nolan back or whoever, uh, I think that's important too. That Laura gets up there to take to kind of just take the the weight of expectation off Ashley. That's it, and I suppose really this year compared to previous years, um, do you feel that maybe there is, there is that a bit more of a, a distribution of scores throughout the team, or is is it still really dependent on on the same one or two couple of players? Or yeah, do you, do you feel that there's uh, more more players are stepping up to the mark when it comes to scoring? I, they had initially, uh, definitely in the league they had, and uh, but unfortunately with injuries, like when you look at the caliber of player that's out here, and like. Amy O'Connor still injured. Aoife Gavin still injured. All top top class uh, forwards in the uh, who were on the All Ireland uh, uh, final teams. Um, Abby Curran has opted out because she's doing leave and search. Uh, so all of them. Rebecca Finan has opted out because she's travelling. Joanne Craig, of course. So it did when they had a full panel injury. But as I said, Aoife, Amy, they're all injured. Uh, so when you you know, you when you notify when you are without four or five of the top forwards, it's hard and sometimes you know you're limited. You are limited, there's no doubt about it. So look at as I said, there's not a lot they can do about it. It's that's that's the cat hand that they're dealt and um so I think they have to put up with it and it's as simple as that. Uh but certainly to answer your question in a short way, in the last couple of games it has been notable that the, the, the scoring has not been distributed as well as it possibly was in the beginning of the year. And this, you were touching on it there earlier on about the, uh, you know, Mayo or um, Leitrim having a plan B for Scotland, I suppose, and, and the quality that they have. But I suppose it is, when it comes to championship, it is essential maybe to have a plan B for when things aren't just aren't going, going your way or when, you know, like a, be a positional switches or or whatever, or bringing bringing players off the bench, and the quality of the bench uh, this year this year is phenomenal as well. But uh, I suppose from from seeing that over the over over the league, and of course the championship to date, have you has um, has what what is uh, what is Ollie's plan B, and do you see him having to employ that at any stage in the Leitrim game? Ah, look, you always have to have a plan B. Any good manager would have a have a plan B. I wouldn't be that close to them, to Ali to, to, to know that, but I'm sure he has. Now, certainly against Sligo, there was a different kind of a, a, a approach, I suppose, to the world. But that was Sligo wasn't as strong as Leitrim or Clare, so um, maybe just let them off the shackles a bit, and, and maybe you know. Put Jenny Higgins at a full forward, maybe Neve Shanahan there, two big strong girls, and maybe go a bit direct. I, th- I think it kind of goes against Ollie's nature, but sometimes yeah. he might have to. Um, uh, he might have to because you can't, you can't just have the one uh, dimensional the whole time because teams will will cop onto you and 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 that's and look at look at it's worked well for him at club level and it has worked for him. It got him a league title and you know, but 
you know, the, when you get into the height of the summer and the fast ground, you know, and teams run at you, there has to be there has to be something else. And I'm sure he has. Like, I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm sure he's 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 him and his coaches are, are thinking about this the whole time, and uh, they will they will come up with it. It's certainly they, they need to have something up their sleeve, as you say, with positional switches or whatever it is, or someone coming specific player coming off the bench or whatever. So, um, and I think I think overall, look at it's not all. The injuries are, 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 we don't want to be all doom and doom over the injuries, but I think overall, on paper, Roscommon's squad is stronger than Leitrim. It's just as Leitrim have a good pattern of play and psychology comes into it as well. They, they won't be afraid of Roscommon. Now, they've actually beaten them the last two times they've met in the Connor final last year and in the group stages this year. So Roscommon owed them one and that has to be motivation too, like, you know, so hopefully it, it will be the motivation they need. And looking at it, we say if you were to compare uh, style-wise, I mean, you know, the, the girls, the ladies team, there's common ladies teams, the men's team. Do you think that there's like a familiar, like that their their um, styles are similar? You know, the way like the, the men's team, there's common senior footballers, they're, they're more of a, their players are, are kind of better at an attacking style of football compared to maybe the defensive fo- side of things. Would you say that it's the same with the ladies' team? Well, it's kind of similar pattern that's arriving. Uh, in fairness to Holly and his team, it's his first year in, in charge. So, Anthony Cunningham, if you remember, was criticised heavily last year at the end of the season for the style of play that Roscommon played in, in, towards the end of uh, being relegated in Division 1 and in the Championship last year, where they were very defensive and um, kind of carried the ball for us. This year now, they seem to have changed their style a good bit and they're... they're they're more attack-minded than, than than they ever were and probably not typical Anthony Cunningham style. And Ollie is quite similar. So maybe Ollie has to kind of evolve his thinking as well. But that takes time. That's not going to all happen in the first season. And Ollie is, fairness yeah. to me, he's a tough, he had a tough job coming in and it's a, it's a two- to three-year plan and he has to be given that time. And he's already had success and a big success getting promoted. So um, he, it's a free run at the championship now. And uh, But no matter what happens... At the end of the year, they'll regroup and they'll go out again next year. Them girls will be a year uh, older and a year wiser, and they'll, have, they'll, they'll be a year used to the management, and all of that comes into it. So similar to the men, the probably big difference with the men and the women is the men have have a, an embarrassment of riches in the forward line in the men's team. They're probably one of the best forward lines in the country, right up there, even with the Kerrys and the Dublins. Like when you have the likes of Durban, Murta, only a sub. Like you know, the ladies don't have that luxury at the moment, but they're getting there. They have four or five very good forwards and uh, it, when two or three of them are injured it's it's tough like you know so but they won't always be injured and, and when like no more than the men when they get everyone available they're a much stronger outfit and, and, and that's, that's just the way it is and looking at looking at this first common team you know on match day um, I don't think you can we can overemphasize the the impact that the, the the subs that come on in each game the impact that they have had and and how you know, to a certain extent, in, in in most of the games, you know, substitute the substitutes that have come on have, can can kind of turn the game for Roscommon and, and really enhance the team when they come on. Yeah, absolutely, and that's 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 a vital cog to any Logan. It's a well-renewed uh, proverb now. Like, I mean, there's no such thing as a fifteen man or fifteen person game anymore. It's twenty, and that's no different in the ladies, and it has proven in all the league matches. Whoever came off the bench has made a difference. And sometimes then when they start the next day, they might have the same impact. So having an impact from the bench is part and parcel of the modern game. And you need to have those subs on the bench that will make that difference. And luckily enough to, for the Roscommon ladies, they've had, that, they've had that all year. And I think they still have that. 
And look, everyone can have an off day. And, and, and it's all about being knowing when to make those changes at the vital time and that. And in fairness to the management, to have to have done well on that side of things. And uh, look, I wouldn't read too much into the clear result either. People, Some people were panicking a little bit. He did go right to the very end of the panel and everyone got a game and everyone got a full half. And look, uh, that's all about too. That's that's important too. And uh, why I think he'll revert back to type now, and he'll be he'll know his five six subs that he wants to use, and he'll know his first fifteen, and uh, yeah. So he'll have impact from the bench, and 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 and, and I'm sure he'd be confident enough going into it. That's it. Well, we'd like to we'd like to wish the ladies team all the best luck in uh, in their upcoming Connor final against uh, Leitrim, and hopefully they'll get that. Uh, you know that that game that they all lead from because I think you know that can happen every team where you know a team could be for scamming uh, uh, you know a few times and then it's kind of like we owe them one now so hopefully that yeah. can happen for scamming and no more vital time to happen than a final and that's when it's most likely to happen because you know as you you and I have often said here on uh, on the, this this podcast. It's you know a final is a, a totally different beast to any other any game leading up to absolutely. it. It's, it's a different absolutely. beast, isn't it? Exactly, absolutely. And nerves comes into it too, Eden. You know, and uh, Leitrim won't be more, um, you know react differently than Roscommon, and there'll be young girls on both sides and playing in their first final and a big crowd and probably a big stadium. I know last time. Uh, they were held in front of a, uh, an audience, so to speak, in a crowd. It was uh, Mackail Park, Castle Bar. So it's going to be either Mackail Park, Castle Bar, or it could be Sligo. It could... So they'll get, they'll get the big stadium run out, and that affects gar- uh, girls differently. Fellas. We all know that. So, yeah, final is a totally different beast. And finals don't tend to be pretty a lot of the time. So all these yeah. style might work. It's, it's, it's a matter. It's, a, it's only about the results. Nobody will remember who was runners-up. I seen a, I seen I was watching the game the other night with Liverpool and, and Liam Brady made a famous statement when everyone was about Liverpool going for all these trophies. He said they, he was in two cup finals with Arsenal and he was playing and he won nine of them and he said nobody now remembers that he played in two cup finals in one year. So finals are about finals are about winning and uh, that's what it's all about. And uh, that's the thing about finals. It's all, it's all pre- it's all pressure. There's, there's more pressure when it comes to being in the final. But I suppose Absolutely. some managers some managers will be set will, will be the type to say, you know, pre- pressures for tires and all that. But uh, it's all about on the day. So we'd like to wish them all the best of luck. So listen, thanks very much for taking the time out to do. Uh, Roscommon LGFA with us this week, and we look forward to discussing more next week. Thanks, Ed. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Ali Colgan uh, from Roscommon LGFA. Hello, everyone, and you're very welcome back to uh, Sport Ra- for to Friday Sport with myself, Ed and Rafty. And the show is always kindly sponsored by um, Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. Well, thank you very much to Best Drive for their kind sponsorship of the show, and we hope you have enjoyed. You're enjoying. Everything that we've had on the show for you this week, and we hope uh, you're 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 well informed for the weekend ahead. Uh, some other, some more great uh, sporting fixtures and things like that, and a wide range of sports coming up at the weekend. So um, yeah, just going through some of the la- some of the um, local headlines, and uh, it's kind of getting close at the top of the Premier Premier Division. Uh, table in the Roscommon District Football League with um, the top two. Uh, vying for the title, I suppose, Ballinasloe Town and Boyle Celtic, with Boyle Celtic coming uh, coming out on top, winning that 2-1. Two very good and very talented sides, um, you know, um, 
laden with talent, really very talented players, and uh, you know it's, it makes it it's going to be a very interesting finish to the season. And uh, you know there's, there there isn't uh, there isn't that many games left out so left so. Uh, we hope that uh, you know it, it'll be an interesting conclusion in, in all the divisions in the in the Premier Division, the First Division, and the Second Division. Uh, only a handful of games left in the league, and then there's the Cup and the Shield, and of course the Divisional Cup as well. So there's loads uh, going on locally, and some of the local headlines: Dooney delivers for high flying balance. So that's the the game there. So uh, you know that 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 was a great game, I'm sure. T- very talented teams. O'Rourke sisters on the t- on Irish team for the first time. Roscommon sisters Aoife and Lisa O'Rourke will compete in a ma- in a major championships and uh, to together for the first time later this week. So that's exciting times for the uh, for the O'Rourke sisters and the, indeed for the people of uh, for Castle for the people of Castlery and indeed Roscommon as a whole. So we'd like to wish them all the all the best in that. And moving on, we have. Um, we move on to other headlines. As we know, uh, unfortunately, there's coming uh, there's coming under twenty hur- B hurlers. The under twenty hurlers, uh, there's coming hur- under twenty hurlers, uh, were unfortunately defeated uh, two fifteen to one to to fifteen points in the All Ireland Under Twenty B Hurling Championship final. Toughly, caught, tough, um, uh, tough. Uh, Con- toughly contested game, I suppose, uh, would be the best way of putting it. Uh, but just down, we're better on the days. But this is a real, a really talented group of uh, Roscommon hurlers, and I think you know when when you look at the Roscommon senior, the Roscommon hur- hurling scene, and I suppose the senior team in the years to come. You know when when those when those players from down the twenties get through to the senior. Um, obviously, you can't bring them too through too quickly. But um, you know it's uh, it's looking like the future of Roscommon hurling is looking good at senior level. Uh, unlucky there to the to uh, the Roscommon to the Roscommon um, under twenty hurlers, and we'd also like to uh, wish all the best to the Roscommon senior hurlers who take on Tyrone in the Nicky Racker Cup this weekend, and uh, in the minor football as well. Um, Mayo, Mayo, the, the minor fo- minor footballers were bet by Mayo. 16 points to 111, unfortunately. It's done on the, the Connacht Championship is done on a round robin basis. So that means that their next game is, is vitally important. And uh, of course, the draw the draw was made at the weekend. The draw for the Roscommon Senior Football Championship has been made and uh, for all the championships. Um, I suppose just going uh, in the championship in Group A, there's Roscommon Gales, Elfin, uh, Michael Lavies, and Ornan. And in Group B, is um, Clannagale, Western 